and welcome to the one and only podcast you need in your life for keeping up with the latest and greatest at Elmwood Park. This is Parkside Chat, where you get the 411 on District 401, and I'm your host, Aaron Selmer. For today's extra special guests, in the room with me, we have Dr. Kim Ansiveros, we have Ms. Jamie Canis, and we have Ms. Lisa Marsicano. Welcome. Hello, Aaron. Hi. Hello. It's great that you're here. Uh, if you're listeners of the podcast, you know I always like to do a warm-up question. And since it's so close to the start of the new year, I thought, let's talk about new year resolutions. Anything exciting that you said, this is what I'm going to do this year? Drink more water. That was mine two years ago. That's, yeah? I have my water mm-hmm. bottle here. Mm-hmm. How have you been doing? I've drank three of them Ooh. today, yes. I'm doing well. Okay. That's a good one. I chose to add more of the positive and good things, like vegetables and meditation. Okay. Okay. So far, so good. Good. And uh, I haven't really thought of mine yet. I'm only how many days past. Yeah, I need a few more weeks. Yeah. And by that time, at this point, you can just abandon 2022 and just come up with your 23 resolutions. I'll just pick up everyone else's who falls flat. Okay. So give give them a nice home then. Yes. Well, today we are talking about a topic that I bet a lot of people won't know when I just use the letters MTSS. Um, it's a combination of, of multiple things. We can throw out RTI and PBIS too to really confuse the alphabet soup. But I want you guys to, to talk about it first. Like, what, what is it? I use this phrase MTSS. What, what, what is this? Well, MTSS stands for Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. I'm going to kick it over to Lisa to kind of get a a brief overview of what that actually means. So when we talk about MTSS, yes, another acronym in education, um, many people are confused about what that means. We have the old RTI model, which was very heavily academic focused on math and ELA, really trying to support our kids, get them up to or beyond grade level. And really with MTSS, what I like to think of it as and explain it as is it's this more whole child comprehensive approach. So we're not just looking at the academics, we're looking at the whole child, we're looking at behavior, we're looking at social emotional wellness and the well-being of the entire person and really trying to identify those kids early on and then find the appropriate interventions and we do that at kind of a tiered level, which we I'm sure can talk about later and you'll all find very interesting. So just to also jump in, um, so MTSS is also a framework that we use to support students here at school. So um, it uses data, it uses problem solving and decision making. Um, On the teacher side of it, we want to make sure that high-quality evidence-based instruction is happening, that we have strategic interventions that match student areas of deficit, and assessment practices that ensure every student receives the appropriate level of support that they need to be successful. I think one of the most important things to remember with MTSS is all means all. So every student gets something for them to be successful all the time. So you just gave me very thorough answers of, of what MTSS is. Let's delve a little bit into it. Like, what, is, what does this actually look like? What's the practical day-to-day? You have a student. What, what does this mean to them? Well, first and foremost, we want to make sure that all students are delivered the Tier 1, which, like we call, is the actual instruction and our curriculum. So, so that's going to be just a student in class that's, you're sitting there, you, it's what you're doing, it's what the teacher's saying, it's all that. Absolutely. Goes with our priority standards, making sure that all students are delivered the same kind of instruction throughout the day. Uh, that would be our Tier 1 approach. Tier 2 is, those students did get Tier 1, and then Tier 2, they're still kind of struggling with that concept or that skill or that strategy. 
And so we do some small group works within the classroom with the teacher to reinforce that skill that they're missing. So this could look maybe more like differentiated instruction. Teachers are breaking out into small groups. They're doing certain activities with some kids while other kids are doing other things. Absolutely. At a student's level, extra support as needed. And a tier three approach is students really, really struggling. So they've gotten tier one, they've gotten tier two, but they're not showing a lot of success. And so they may get additional supports from a pullout, like an intervention or a specialist to help those students um, catch up. And Jamie and Lisa, where do you come in in that? You know, we're talking about tiers now. We're talking about uh, systems of support, uh, behavior, academics. Where, where do you fit into this? Sure. So um, working um, mostly with the K-5 teachers, my role encompasses a lot of things. But most importantly, I support teachers in using effective and engaging strategies in their classroom through modeling, through classroom observations, and then by providing professional development. Um, I also work with building and PLC teams to identify students using data who need more support. So again, whether it be academic, social, emotional, or behavior, we look at the data together and then we decide who are the students who are struggling and then um, we work together to create a plan. And so we have a lot of people at the table. We have a lot of specialists, um, interventionists, instructional coaches, teachers, administrators. We all have a seat at the table. And we all um, look at each student as an individual person to see what works, what doesn't, what we need to change to meet those, um, those student needs. Um, I also assist teachers in matching specific interventions and strategies to areas where students might need some more support. And I also help them monitor the progress because we want to make sure that what we're doing is working. So um, one of the things we've worked really hard this year on is refining and streamlining a process where every six weeks we are looking at students, we're making sure that we're not missing anybody, that everybody is, um, is receiving the instruction that they need to grow and succeed. Thank you, Jamie. And that was at, uh, you, you primarily work with the K-5 levels, yes? For MTSS, yes. Yeah. And then Lisa, how about high school? Does it look pretty similar? Yeah, so the high school, similar but different, right? So in the high school, we are kind of working on really just building out an entire program here. Again, we're meeting kind of with all of the parties involved. We've got our deans, our counselors, our social workers, our administrators, our teachers, our interventionists, and our MTSS team. I am the MTSS specialist here. So what we've done this year is really looked at kind of the, the framework, as Jamie had mentioned, and then the process. So we're trying to really build that more robust tier one level of support. So we've created new programs such as a peer tutoring program and a staff tutoring program that are available to all students to really help to supplement kind of the current work that they're doing. Uh, we also have students working on kind of student success and executive functioning in smaller groups. Um, that would be with myself, and we have kind of a block set aside for that really looking at the reasons why they might be struggling in class. So we're looking at those tier one pieces, and then we're also focused a lot on what is the process going to be when we find that a student is struggling? How are we going to identify those students? And we have multiple ways that we do that. I work at the high school here at Elmwood Park, so we're grades 9 through 12. And we identify them through um, some standardized testing, some screeners. We're about to kind of embark on the journey with some STAR testing, which will be fabulous because it's going to give us excellent data on where kids are at rel related to standards and grade level performance. You know, we have a lot of kids who are achieving below grade level, and we would just due to COVID, I think that's kind of a universal theme across the nation. And so we're hoping that we can use that data to then identify students as well. We take teacher referrals. We also look at grades. We look at attendance. We look at behavior logs. So we're really looking at the big picture. 
And then we talk about what are those interventions going to be. And we meet together as a team, called our Tiger Support Team, with that group of multiple stakeholders kind of sitting down at the table and talking about what are the solutions and interventions going to be. And then we do some progress monitoring and revisit and talk about whether that worked or not and if we need to make any changes. So it's very exciting. There's, there's a lot that we've done, a lot still to do, but we're really looking at focusing on that comprehensive whole child approach because I, it's never any one particular piece that's, I think, getting in the way. A lot of students have more than one thing or more than one factor at play. So it's been very exciting here at the high school to kind of develop these programs and look at this process and try to figure out how is it actually going to work so that we can truly get in and help these students to bring them to grade level and to help them to be successful and confident and really become lifelong learners and successful for the long term too. So um, we've also been collaborating with the amazing administrators and teachers um, at Elm Middle School. So this is also a framework that we have in place for six through eight students. So they've been working on um, implementing an intervention block. Uh, teachers are implementing different interventions based on student need. They are tracking data and having some great conversations and moving a lot of kids forward. In addition, um, very similar to the elementary school and the high school, they are looking at the whole child. So we have data on attendance, on behavior, on social-emotional needs for students. Um, and so the Elm Cougars also have been doing a great job in uh, implementing this MTSS framework. I think it's important that we have really kind of worked together and being a unit district, it's, I think we're fortunate and that we can kind of communicate and make sure that there's a seamless transition. So we're working closely with our middle school so that the students who are coming out of eighth grade and entering into freshman year next year, we will be able to hit the ground running and kind of pick up right where they left off and get them into the, appropri into the appropriate interventions so that they can have the most success as they kind of approach their high school careers. Yeah, and I know you and Jamie work together very closely to have a really streamlined process that, that we've developed from kindergarten through 12th grade here. There were a couple of things that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on real quick. One is COVID, uh, obviously, and the other is teams. So just kind of emphasizing the fact that you two are, are not alone in this process, right? You work with other people in the districts. Oh, I collaborate with um, staff members every day. So um, in constant communication with the building administrators, district administrators. I work with the interventionists and the specialists at each building. Um, I work with the instructional coaches. And then I also work, obviously, very close with classroom teachers. So it might be one-on-one -on -one meetings, PLC meetings. Um, and we come together for what we call our student support team. Um, that's like that big group. And it's, it's, it's so amazing to see all the great ideas and brainstorming that goes on because we have teachers with so much background knowledge and so much experience that um, when we come together as a team, we really do work hard to find the best uh, fit for a plan for a student. I would echo that at the high school. I'm sure that people are tired of getting emails from me, inviting them to join me to communicate <laughs> and collaborate. I think that the communication and collaboration is key, and that's really the kind of the key to success when it comes to MTSS. We really do have to all work together. If we keep talking about whole child and comprehensive picture, we really need to make sure that we are all on the same page and kind of working to serve the best interests of, interest of these kids. So we're constantly in communication, as Jamie mentioned, with district building administrators, curriculum chairs here at the high school, specialists. So we try to do a really good job of that just to make sure that we can move things forward and do what's best for all the students. Dr. Antiveros, your Director of Curriculum and Instruction, how do you feel that the MTSS program fits with the overall success of the K-12 program at the district? I think that um, MTSS is to the point now where I think we need it to be. Um, I think that Lisa and Jamie have done a really great job. We did have um, a structure for an MTSS, but it was very 
people didn't understand it. You know, it was very difficult for them to get the teams together. What did it look like in life in the classroom? Um, and I think that Jamie and Lisa have really done a great job bringing that to life. One of the most important things is that because we are a unit district, making sure that that transition from kindergarten to 12th grade is seamless, knowing that we do have the same kind of processes. It may look just a little different, but the same key players are at the table. We're making the same good decisions about kids. We're making sure that we have interventions in place. Um, and I think their solid understanding of that concept and the way that they communicate that and, you know, bring that to life too, I think is um, critically important. So I am very pleased they, you know, are in great contact with me all the time. We're always at the table together. Um, they do a lot of the groundwork, which is important. Um, they work with the teachers. They work with the students. So I think that is a critical piece. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that they are in it for all, um, and that's one of the true and amazing things that we need to continue moving forward. And the other thing I want to talk about was COVID. How has that influenced your positions? How has that influenced the MTSS process? What does that look like? So I'm going to jump in. So one of the things I've heard a lot over the last year is learning loss. And I think if you look at our kids, we it's not so much of learning loss. I think kids, they actually gain some skills. They're, they're flexible. They're resilient. Um, just speaking like on a personal note, like I had a preschooler who knew how to log on Zoom last year. Like my, my mother can't log on Zoom. So we have kids who, through the pandemic, have learned critical technology skills. They're flexible. They had to find different ways to communicate. So, yes, we may have lost some teaching minutes being remote. However, I think kids gain things in other areas, and I think we have to kind of build upon those, that kids learned how to uh, use technology to support their learning. We have teachers who use technology and were very creative of how to communicate with their students. So, you know, a, a lot of the educational articles out there talk about learning loss, but I think we need to kind of focus on what was gained. I also want to jump in about that learning loss. So that was a great point that you brought up. Um, learning loss is a big thing. It's, it's you know, the, the word of the day. It's the word that goes around. And one of the things that I like to say, too, is that they just haven't learned it yet. Meaning that, you know, we just need to give them time and expose them. And if they, ha if they didn't get it the first time, then what are we doing to make sure they get it the second time? And that's why MTSS is so critical, mm -hmm. is that they just may not have learned it yet. Let's keep trying. And eventually they will. Thank you. Uh, you, you know, we talk a lot about different things we've just touched on. How is this different than the special education departments in the districts? MTSS is actually universal. So when I kind of talked about all means all is that that is the leveled playing field that all students should be receiving and given um, every day during their instructional time. We do the other forms of interventions like a tier two or a tier three um, within the classroom and beyond that sometimes to make sure that we are trying to close the gaps to the kids, that we are tracking data, that we are progress monitoring, that we are giving them every outlet we possibly can so that we do not have to refer them for special services moving forward. Now, there will be some kids that eventually, you know, are still struggling, no matter how many times we have tried or put in all the interventions uh, with teachers, with interventionists, with specialists, things like that. Um, so the various differences that we try um, to make sure that the playing field is always level for kids to be successful. I would agree. I think there's there are some parallels, certainly. And you think of uh, special education. We have students with 504s or IEPs. 
we set goals for those students. We progress monitor. We track and see how, how they're doing. Are the interventions that we're giving working? It's very similar to MTSS, except MTSS is really for the entire school population, the general population as well. What's great about some of the plans we're developing is that we really are looking at developing an intervention plan for any student who's moving into that Tier 2, Tier 3 level where they are getting those goals that are set. They are being progress monitored. So we're really ensuring the chances that we're going to be looking at how they're succeeding. We're measuring that, and then we're making adjustments quickly if things aren't working the way that we would like. So one of the differences between special education and MTSS, again, as we're talking about all students, is that there is another side to MTSS where we want to make sure that all students receive um, the support they need, and that might include students who need an extra challenge. So that's one of the things that we've been working on as well, is talking with teachers of how to differentiate for those students who are performing above level. And then we also have inter- uh, um, we have enrichment teachers at both elementary buildings to help with that grade acceleration in the intermediate grades. We also have grade acceleration happening at our middle school, and that's all part of the MTSS process as well. Again, all means all. We want all students to receive the support um, that, they, that they need to meet them where they are. A lot of the stuff we talked about has been mostly um, tied to the academics of student success. And I know one of the components of MTSS is behavior. Are there, is there anything specific going on with that, uh, that that you oversee or that you work with? Sure. Just from the elementary standpoint, I know for many years now, the elementary schools have worked very hard to implement PBIS at the buildings. And this is always, you know, kicked off the school year with those behavioral expectations. And I think coming off of the pandemic, you know, we have first and second graders who have not been in school or have not been in school for a long time. And I think having a framework at the schools where we have expectations for how to behave in the library, in the hallway, in the lunchroom. But what comes with those expectations are supports to help kids who are struggling in those areas. So, you know, we have um, some great specialists that are there to support our students. So if we have a student who is struggling with behavior, we have a lot of tools in our teaching toolbox that we can use to help them um, because behaving and making sure that students are um, managing their, their behavior is a really important part of being at school. We've also had a lot of conversation about social-emotional learning, SEL. Is that something that comes into play with MTSS? Yes, I think uh, very clearly, again, you know, we do have a curriculum that we use, which is called Second Step, which is that universal that all students get. Um, and that's really kind of the jumping-off point. As students are demonstrating different behaviors or social-emotional needs. That's where we try to intervene. You know, we have our um, social workers who can meet with students individually or small groups. You know, um, I know Jamie was talking about it. I know Lisa mentioned it, too, just about the pandemic and kids being away for so long and not knowing how to interact with each other or um, maintain feelings or how to react in situations. Um, just to have simple conversations or working in small groups is very difficult for a lot of our students. How do we deal with conflict resolution? So, you know, working through that um, on that side, too. Lisa was talking about, you know, we need to make sure our behavior, you know, is not affecting the academics. Well, it's the same with our social-emotional. So if our kids are not well, they're not going to perform well, whether it's academically, behaviorally, or anything else. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners have a more thorough understanding of MTSS and how it really is integral to everything that we do here in the K-12 level at Elmwood Park. To my guests, a very special thank you for joining me today. And to the listeners, thank you very much. Be good citizens, make good choices, 
And this has been Parkside Chat. I'm your host, Aaron Stolmer. Until next time.